0: Locked by Intelligent, Slider! Snyder, oh!
1: Merhaba, and welcome to episode 31 of the Lion's Den, a Gal podcast done by the community, for the community. Yet again, as you see, I'm your host, Emre, and today we have a third of the crew, so it'll be a a different experience for you guys. Hopefully those who listen today will enjoy what we got in store for you. So today, my partner, let's give a shout out to him. He's the Nelson to my Markow, Pokemon trainer, a.k.a.
0: John Ketchum from Maple Syrup Land. John, how are you feeling today, brother? I'm good, man. It's just, uh, it's just you and I, Brooklyn meets Toronto. Love to see it. Let's do it,
1: Brooklyn man. Brooklyn x Toronto. Yeah.
0: Love to see it, bro. What do you think of uh, the guys not being here? Oh, I don't know. There has to be. Uh, there's gonna be some repercussions for that. I think we'll have to figure that out. But yeah, uh, yeah. It's been a while since we had the full, the full squad. But um. Yeah, we'll we'll uh we'll have to we'll have to have a punishment for that. We'll see we'll see how it goes. We have to introduce a fee or yeah. a fine,
1: and you know Summit's not gonna like
0: that yeah. being as uh, Jewish that he is. Yeah, that's a fifty euro fine every podcast. Oh man, you know what's so funny about that? Actually, I remember he mentioned that once. He was like, "I'm gonna start finding you guys the ones that don't show up, bruh." Where oh, is he? Oh my god. Where See, is this? It?
1: is why this is a good example of why you shouldn't say things that you can't keep up with <laughs> or you can't back up. Listen along, Summit Effendi. <laughs> hashtag
0: where is Summit?
1: Yeah, hashtag Summit is missing. All right. So, yeah, just the two of us today, John. I think this will be a, a more streamlined kind of podcast. Well, we're going to be talking about the obvious today the Adana Demir Sport game, which after seeing the events of what went on today with the derby it's a it's a rough uh, tie in my opinion it, w- it should have been a game that we should have won but before we even get into that before we even discuss that in detail John will let us know about the most recent news and rumors John what do you have for us today
0: all right let's get into the news Wanda Nara drama news recently broke that Mauro Icardi and Wanda Nara have separated with Wanda confirming the news herself on social media A couple days later, Wanda and Icardi were seen posting photos together seemingly forgiving any issues they may have had together. Icardi was not included in Galatasaray's match squad this week, as it was reported that he suffered a back injury in training. Other reports have said that he has gone back to Argentina for unknown reasons. Vole has released an interview with Ryan Babel where he had some interesting comments regarding his time at Galatasaray. He stated that Dominic Torrent was the best coach he ever worked with in Turkey, he was very clear on what he wanted on the field, and it's not fair to judge Torrent considering last year's team. He also said in regards to Fatih Terim that the team weren't able to become champions for three years during the Fatih Terim era. At the end of the day, no one is bigger than the club itself. And finally, regarding complaints about his age, he said that they labeled me as too old and sent me away, they brought in Mertens who is the same age as me, and he earns more than me. Vice President of the Executive Board Erdan Timur is looking into acquiring a team from Belgium. Reports suggest that the club is a third-division side Olympic Charleroi chatelet farsien Sergio Oliveira gets permission from the club to return to Portugal after his uncle passes away. He thanked the club on social media saying that Galatasaray didn't even blink an eye before giving him permission to leave. He returned to Turkey after one day and joined the match squad in Adana. Nike have released the 2022-23 third kit, which features a white design with red and yellow accents under the arms and on the sleeves. The shirt also features a modified red and white club patch. All right, that was the news. Not that much going on. There's a, a few interesting things. Maybe uh, maybe we can talk about what's been going on with Icardi and the wonderful Wanda Nara. Um, Wanda Nara. Yeah. So like I said in the news, there's been some back and forth between them. Are they broken up? Are they back together? All they they're they're honestly like high school students. Like the way they post on social media about each other. One minute they hate each other. One minute they're back in love. And my my thing with this is that I really hope that this is not like a full season long thing. And there's you know some like stability there. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't want yeah. every two seconds there to be a news. Oh, Icardi unfollowed Wanda Nara and followed. Had does it on in, like it's just it's just it's so yeah. immature like I, I hope he can actually lock in and not um you know get his head clouded by all this stuff all the time so it's pretty immature I think I mean
1: this is one of the reasons why PSG wanted to send him away his relationship to Wanda Nara and like I've I've prefaced this before in my homework um, bro she caused him a lot of issues like otherwise Icardi isn't a guy that creates a lot of problems within the club you know, yeah, he's he's actually a professional when it comes to it, but like for him, like his family, his life, his personal life is important. You can tell that with a lot of uh, the heritage that goes on in South American culture, they're very thoughtful about their their families, right? And that's so yeah. that's kind of why they also do well here. A lot of South American players that come here, they do well because yeah, yeah. Turkish people, we treat them like family, like we treat them how they like to be treated, and they respond well to that. But going back to what you were saying. Dude, I, I think this is gonna be going on for a long time. But the most fortunate thing is we're only paying what seven hundred and fifty k for Cardi. Right. So if this was like a three million dollar, you know, yearly fee or yearly salary for yeah. him with
0: like a three four year contract, I would be very upset. Yeah, yeah, that that's actually a good point because it's not like we are, um, you know, it's not like we have a heavy investment. I I mean, like we all know, it, it was a risk to begin with. Regardless, even if we're only paying. 750k of of his wages it was a risk to bring him and exactly what you what you said before about um you know that being one of psg's issues with him like i I don't think the quality was ever a question necessarily but it's everything else that comes with him right so hopefully uh it's not a back and forth season long thing hopefully they can just iron things out and and, and even like like i mentioned in the the news segment like it's like you know, the news broke is he uh he he was uh, excluded from the match squad. And then someone said he hurt his back and then someone said he went back to Argentina. Like it it's just not really what I wanna see at the beginning of the season when he's just joined a few you know, a couple a few weeks ago or however long it's been now. Right. You know, that's that's already kind of worrying because we have the whole season to go. So We'll, we'll see what happens there. I, I really, really, really would like him to just lock in and focus on playing and not have to worry about Wanda Nara taking all of his assets and all this other craziness that they they say, right? So I don't know wh- what kind of substance you got to smoke
1: to turn over all your uh, your belongings <laughs> yeah. and whatnot to your wife yeah. who cheated on <laughs> someone else to be with you, but that's not of my business. So I can't really speak on that. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all I can ask for is that he puts his head in the game, try, tries to figure out if he if he gets his assets taken, what does he have to do? He has to play and he <laughs> has to show himself so he can get, you know, another contract extension from another team with a reasonable amount. But yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And apart from that. Yeah, yeah, also um also there's the uh the Ryan Bauble statements in his uh in the interview that he gave which I found very interesting. Like like I mentioned <laughs> one of the things he said which I can imagine how controversial that is amongst the fans is, is saying that Dominic Torrent was the best coach he ever worked uh he ever worked with in Turkey. Um so he was praising Torrent there and uh to be a, like just to be a hundred percent honest, that doesn't really surprise me at all. Um mm-hmm. I I wasn't surprised by that just because of uh we know, you know, what qualities Torrent has. Like we know that um when it comes to like the analysis of the game and the understanding of the game, we know for sure that he was you know, he, he was good enough. Right. Uh, I think Undoubtedly. He, yeah, yeah. I think he had issues in other places, like be actually being a coach and being a leader and stuff like that. That's what I was questioning, but yeah, Babbles, he, he seems, and, and it was almost, it was almost like, like, I, I want to say it was really low key, kind of a jab towards Fati Tedim, because, you know, then after he said that, he said, well, Gostaday, they weren't able to become champion, champions in three years during the Fati Tedim era. And then he's like, well, at the end of the day, no one's actually bigger than the club. So it's like, it's almost like he presented that in such a way as, you know, as to say Fatih Terim has this ego and, you know, he thinks maybe he could be bigger than the club. And and anyways, he wasn't even the best coach I worked with. It was Dominic Torrent anyways. You know what I mean? He kind of played it off that way.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone get the CDC because his ass is clearly burnt (laughs) and needs some uh, healing there because what is he talking about? how you only been with Dominic Torrent for an X amount of time. You can't really say he's the best coach. You don't know what he's going to be able to do. What has he done that you're comparing him to this other coach who's yeah. been here plenty of times has gotten immense amount of uh, trophies. But And and he's not wrong. We didn't become champions for three years or I, it's more like two and a half, right? His first two years he became champions and one of the years, he's just missed it by a goal difference. Yeah. So it's not like he didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. And, know?
0: and and also, it's like, as soon as I heard that, as soon as I heard that comment he made about Torrent, I was like, well, obviously, he's going to say that because as soon as Torrent came in, he gave Babel like, tons of chances. Like, I, I, I don't know if you if you remember that, but, um, yeah. you know, Babel wasn't playing that much. And then as soon as Torrent came, he, next thing you know, he's playing against Barcelona, starting every game, which I thought he you know, stepped up, like, he improved as well. Like, I thought he was playing a lot better than he was before. But, you know, it's just like, of course you're going to say that about the coach that gave you a chance, right? he's right? a goody two-shoes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What What really set me over the edge was um, how he, that that Mertens comment. <laughs> yeah. You know, they said that he was too old, but they bring in Mertens, who's the same age as him and earns more than him. <laughs> I don't think Mertens earns more than you. I mean, they paid him initially, To come but you 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 are not the same as mertens what mertens has achieved is you're nowhere near him you're not even in the same bracket sir okay first of all your your nickname is handbrake Bobad, whereas (laughs) mertens is 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 a jackal he's everywhere on the field he's always in every play he's not stopping the plays like you are he's actually improving our team
0: (laughs) yeah i mean it's kind of funny It, It it's not really a comparison like You've never even been like half the quality that Mertens has been in his career and still is. So it's like, right. you know, I I don't know. I, I mean, he's just coming off butthurt, to be honest. Like, he seems hurt. Oh, about he's definitely whole, butthurt. Yeah. Like, he, he seems hurt about the whole thing. And I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to bash him too much, but the way that this whole thing was presented, it was, it was. It, it kind of left, you know, a, a bad impression sort of, you know, and it's, it, it's like, would, would you still say that if we brought in like Cristiano Ronaldo? Like, would you say, oh, he's older than me and makes more money than me? That's bullshit. It's like, yeah, but dude, he's a way better player than you now. And exactly he always has been a better player than you. So it's, you know, like, I'm not really sure what you're complaining about, right?
1: Yeah. If you were such a good player, you'd still be in, you know, Premier League or with Liverpool. You wouldn't have been through Super League for so long. So how are you going to compare yourself to a guy who's literally Napoli's legend, who Maradona Dan Mertens jersey and said he's he loved Mertens?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> OK, who loved you, boy? No one loved you. Yeah, Get yeah. out of here. It's not it's not a comparison at all. And and also as a side note for that, I'm really happy we don't have our duchies today to, you know, fight for his life and defend Bobble's right. Rights. It's
1: like they turn into <laughs> lawyers all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. whenever we talk about
0: Van Anholt or Bobble. Yeah, exactly. Um, but an- another thing as well that really I was, uh, I guess just happy to see is just a kind of a heartwarming thing was with Sergio Oliveira. Um, he, he made a, a po- just, just like I, I mentioned as well, he made a post on social media, just saying thanks to the club and, you know it seems like his uncle passed away um and he was given permission right away to go back back home and and do what he has to do back there so uh you know obviously our condolences to Sergio oliveira and his family um I'm really happy yeah. to see the club uh you know they didn't even blink an eye as as he put it, and it's so nice to see because I think that you know we we don't have that much like we're not in the greatest league we don't have a lot of money you know but we have we take care of our players and we you know we we treat this like a family right like uh, we treat Galsley like a family and it was really really nice to see and you could tell the appreciation was there man like i and i i for sure the appreciation will go a long way and i hope he just repays us by you know putting in uh performances on the field so i was so happy to see that i mean
1: it's it it will act as a good reference to people going down the line, because how many players have we've gotten just, for the, just through the fact that we got references? Torreira, why is he here? Because of Muslera. Why is Muslera here? Not only is he a good player, but he loves the club. Yeah. And in order for him to love the club, there has to be something there. Yep. It's not just the fans, it's the culture within the club, right? What's, what's the motto of the club? It's not your technical abilities that keep you here, but it's your uh, character. Right? right, right. That's so important with Tingals said Yep. Look at all the players that we brought in, Mata Mertens. Look at these, they're character filled people. They're yep. not toxic.
0: Yeah. Ab- I lo- that's absolutely. what I love about them. Absolutely, man. And it's like like I said, things like that, it's it, it goes such a long way, man. And you know, when you treat your players with that kind of uh respect and just compassion in general and you don't treat your players like, you know, just chess pieces on a board or you know just like it's a business it's like we we don't operate really um like a business in the same sense the other clubs do you know it's and and i think that's one of the benefits that we have although we don't have the money or the quality in the league or we, we don't even have european football right now you know let alone the other stuff but um yeah i think that's a a nice uh thing that other players can see and you know hopefully players are attracted to that you know i, I mean i i wouldn't want players that um take that sort of thing for granted you know if players appreciate that and you know they um they they look uh like good towards that sort of thing then those are the players i'd like to see in the club playing right um right so yeah that that was awesome to see who wouldn't be attracted
1: to this glorious club exactly glorious colors and glorious history
0: just the uh the money-hungry dudes that want that uh Qatar Bobble. paycheck or something? Yeah, Ryan Babel. Yeah,
1: Mr. Bitcoin.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he also mentioned. Uh, I I didn't I didn't mention this in the uh, little news segment there, but he he made some comment about how the best derby was uh, Fenerbahce and Besiktas. I think that's what he said. He said something like that, and it's like I I don't know. Like I just got the the vibe throughout the whole thing that he was just like. I think he's just so buttered. He's just, like, shitting on, like, every little aspect. You know what I mean? John. But-
1: J- dude, he did the same when he first came to Galserai. Right? He <laughs> yeah. was saying
0: comments like, oh, yeah. Galserai is the best with yeah, this yeah, yeah. and stuff. And he pissed off Bishop Touch fans. So, yeah.
1: that's why I don't take him seriously. <laughs>
0: yeah. These, these Dutchies, man. What he's are, a nobody what to do? me. What are we going to do with these guys, bro? These Dutchies.
1: Oh, and they're supposedly professional. Okay, <laughs> but <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay uh, That shots fired right there <laughs> um yeah and i i i guess uh a, a, another thing as well uh, i'd like to know your opinion on the third kit that was released there's so much controversy about that i find that majority of fans like the home and away kit um they've act- i think that like from what i've seen at least there's been a, p- a pretty positive response to those kits and then mm-hmm. this third one came out, this white one with the red and yellow accents. Oh, my God. I, I've never seen a kit that's so split. Some people are it's saying it's... It's the accents. Th- I, yeah, I guess. I guess so. Like, for me, when I saw the leaked pictures for it, I thought that it looked kind of like a t-shirt, but then I was like, well, let me see what it looks like with the sponsors and everything. I think it looks more complete with the sponsors. I don't know. I don't think it's that bad, but I don't think it's good really either. Yeah, I was gonna say my personal favorite is the black one. Yeah, it's really of course nice. the
1: Partula looks nice and all, but I just don't like that bow tie thing on the Partula. It just just ah irritates me. I just want a clean collar. Yeah, and just the Partula. Just give me the classic Partula, bro. Just, you, you that's know, all I want.
0: I I actually wouldn't mind a uh, a jersey with that like the actual collar. You going know, back to our 2012 twenty thirteen season yeah i, I like would i wouldn't mind another i i don't i feel like <laughs> i don't want to say it's out of style like I don't really see jerseys like like too many jerseys like that anymore but I actually wouldn't mind but then there's the whole discussion of if we should even continue with Nike to begin with because you know a lot of people think that they've been kind of doing us dirty the last few years, which I more or less agree with but um yeah I don't know who would who would you think would be a good sponsor like there's so I actually really I don't like Puma. I like Adidas. Yeah. Adidas has just been
1: consistently well. Yeah. But the thing with our sponsors, we have apparently have a pretty good deal with them. They pay us apparently six million euros, oh, or close to that. Oh, really? A year for for the sponsorship. Yeah, I heard it from
0: uh, from Suleiman Rodop. So while I was listening, the thing is with that is yes, I, I, like, a, I like Adidas as well. Um, and I, so I, I collect, uh, vintage Gossetai shirts, right? So a lot of the vintage, vintage ones I have are from Adidas and I, I have to say like the quality is better than the shirts we've had in the last few years. They've been really bad, man. Like the, the pro version or the player version, um, of this year's jerseys I have, it's right next to me actually and that's good but then the fan version or whatever they call it is really I just feel like it's a waste of money almost man like it, the quality is just not there
1: Is it you think it's because of the current state that uh, the country is in people probably can't yeah. afford it if it was like really good quality, like back in the day, you know, obviously the economy was way better. Yeah, not like
0: this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 really don't know. I have no idea why it's been like. I, I, I guess that's one. You know, that's that's a good um, reason. I suppose, or it could but, be
1: capitalism, where you know, yeah, get the
0: most money, get your
1: margins up, and just uh, screw quality. You know. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I would, I would like to see what other sponsors are available but at the end of the day it's is this is a business it's about you know business you, is business you got yeah exactly so you know we're not going to switch just to get you know better quality or something and then get less money from them so right yeah it yeah. is what and it for
1: is. the listeners that are listening uh john has a pretty extensive collection if you guys would like to see pictures of that you can let us know yeah yeah uh, i'm sure. pretty sure he wouldn't mind showing off that, that, that swag.
0: I love, showing swag. Off. I love showing off i'm 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 getting there i'm getting there there's a lot to collect but i think i have a i don't know i think i have a respectable collection yeah if anyone would like to see that we'll drop some uh drop some heat for you on the twitter um absolutely but uh yeah maybe should we get into the match performance or
1: i was gonna get into that and so
0: yeah coach john take us through all right, so this was, uh, this was match day eight. Uh, we were away to Adana Demirspor, Spor, uh, leader um, for the week going into this match day. They were the leader. Um, I'll go through our starting 11 here. This one finished 0-0, by the way. This was scoreless. Um, we'll talk about that million chances we had. But anyways, our starting 11, uh, Muslera, of course, in goal. The back line was Sasha Boy, Victor Nelson. Uh, Abdul Kerem, Léo Dubois, left back, um, Lucas Torreira, Frederick Micho, Mertens, Yunus Kerem, and Gomis starting up front. Um, Torreira was uh, one of our best rated players. It was close. I'm seeing on different, different sources between him and Sasha, but it seems like he was uh, our highest rated player. Um, And we'll jump into some stats as well here for you guys. So uh, in terms of possession, we had 55% um, as opposed to the 45% for Adana. 25 shots for us uh, to 11 (laughs) for Adana. um, And the expected goals were 2.5 for us and 1.44 for um, Adana. Um, With that said we can uh start talking about the match in the first half here so you know i think these this is a, always in a a tough away match uh this year especially since uh, adana are, are are really good they've had some great results they're a really tough team to beat and um i have to say in the first half i thought that we really really struggled to get like just any type of control in the match um i think adana had more possession and they just seemed a little more in control, especially in front of their fans. Um, and one thing I found interesting is it was like apparent right from the start of the match that they were they, they just kept looking for Onyekuru. Like they were just looking for him over the top, long. Like they were trying to put him in space. And I knew going into the match, it was going to be like a really good showdown between him and Sasha Boy. Um, so of course... Um, halftime finish zero zero. There was a lot of cards in this match as well. The first half just had one. It was Stambuli, uh, who picked up a yellow, uh, who would later get sent off in the second half. We'll get to that. But yeah, I thought we really struggled to find any momentum and, you know, start to get our, our wheels going in the first half there. I thought Adana did a really good job just breaking up play. Um, you know, we, we couldn't really settle into any possession when I thought they were doing a bit of a better job than us there. um, All the action was in the second half, but before we get there, what do you think of the first half there, uh, Emre?
1: Um, The first half is kind of what I first expected of this game. I expected Adana to come in strong because they've been absolutely dominant at home like against everyone they played. They haven't lost a single game. Actually, this is the first game that they haven't been able to score a single goal so far in the league. So that's a good sign for us, right? Um, Like you said, they... they played off of Onyiku. I feel like Adana is a one-trick pony. They just try to yeet balls over or through the, the defensive line and try to get Onyikuru one-on-one with yeah, the Yeah, it, it definitely keeper. seemed like that. Yeah. And Basacha Boy wasn't having any of that. This man again, I don't know. He was on crack yet again. Absolutely. He definitely did stop Onyikuru apart from a few times where one he like Onyekuru actually just managed to get, get away from him and just like Bowie just he was smart about it. He pulled his shirt and he yeah. just took that yellow card. So that was just one time he lost to Onyekuru. But like, how many times did he win against him? Like yeah. seven, eight times, right? Absolutely. And so, what we this is the first time we've actually seen um, a midfield consisting of Mitchell Pereira and Mertens. Like, this is the first time, mm-hmm. and I actually really liked how they played first half. I think the rest of the team around them was kind of struggling to bring. Forward any type of momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like our midfield. I think they did pretty well. Concerning that, Adana's midfield is no joke either. Belhanda has been in one of the best forms she's ever been in a long time. And Rock kind of settled in well. He was doing well. And like Stanbuli, like, he's good, bro. He's I yeah. he's one of the players I really liked on that team. Uh, but apart from that, yeah, I think it was a give and go, more so towards Adana's sport, Adana Spor, Demispor. Adana I don't think we did bad. We just haven't been able to get um, control of the game, like you said. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, uh, otherwise, and uh, yeah, I think that's as much as I can say about the first half. On my my, yeah. End, so. I I take us to the second half.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll get into the second half, and and you know, um, I knew that this would especially be tricky, not because, uh, not just because Adana doing really well and they they have a good team this year and not just because they're playing in front of their fans, but you know, players that are playing against their old squad, they're always so motivated, man. And that's so hard. Like, look at Yunus last season. um, He was scoring left, right, and center on us and it's so, mm-hmm. so, so tricky to play against your either former players or current players if they're on loan. Um, They're always so motivated and I mean, if if anyone is going to use that to to their advantage. It has to be Adana Sarai, right? I mean, Belhanda, Emre Akbaba, Onyekuru, NDIA. I forgot even to mention NDIA. There's so many players. Exactly, bro. And like, dude, NDIA is still good. I think he was, Um, I think he was one of the highest rated players as well for, uh, for Adana. He, he played pretty well too. And that, that's just, that's so hard, man. Like, especially for a player like Belhanda, who's, you know I I in my opinion I like he's not the greatest player but I don't think he's necessarily bad either like he's been doing well for Adana and you know you'd you'd have to imagine that he would be playing um especially motivated after how he went out and things like that right so yeah definitely knew that was going to be tough so we'll get into the second half then um Again, second half started a little bit choppy, you know, a little bit back and forth. I, again, I, I thought at the beginning there, Adana looked a little bit better. Um, there was some more yellow cards picked up. Sasha picked up a yellow card. And then um, in the 57th minute, we saw the league debut of Juan Mata. Now, we had a friendly against uh, Istanbul sport uh, during the international break and like juan mata just amazed everyone with how he was playing he was just phenomenal man like every time he got the ball it either looked like he was creating something um you know just putting the ball in a dangerous area he wasn't losing the ball like he just looked phenomenal so uh we actually expected him to start this match but he came in pretty early 57th minute um, he started doing his thing. I, I thought that he made a, an improvement right away in how we were, you know, at least starting to take control of the match. And then we got a gift. We got a gift in the 64th minute. Stamboli fouled Mata and got the second yellow, and he was sent off. And we were playing with, uh, they were playing with 10 men from the 64th minute onwards. And um, we couldn't get it done. We couldn't get it done. We couldn't score in that second half. Towards the end, we were just bombarding them. Mertens missed a really good chance, pretty much open net that hit the crossbar. We had some free kick chances that were squandered. um, And uh, ultimately, we couldn't put one past them. And there's a lot to talk about in terms of uh, individual performances. Emre, maybe we can just start by discussing what we think of... Kerem and Yunus.
1: Um, I was gonna say before before we speak about Kerem and Yunus, mm-hmm. who are, everyone's gonna probably say, yeah, they weren't great. Um, one person I forgot to actually talk about was Gomez. We didn't yeah. really touch on Gomez. Right. I think he was terrible, awful. Yep. This game, yeah. And uh, from this point, I think I don't think we'll be seeing him anymore. I think we'll either see Mertens at nine. Or we'll see Seferovic until Icardi, you know, exactly (laughs) figures out what's going on in his personal life. Does he have a wife or not? I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I think Gomez was bad. Really bad. I don't know how you can be so good when you're coming off the... like, (laughs) Like, I guess Gomez just needs a tired defense to actually show his worth. Because, like, why can't you show your prowess in the first opening 30 minutes, right? Yeah. It looked like he was playing for 90 minutes, like he played 90 minutes and played another game just, you know, when the game started. (laughs) Like that's how tired he looked. He was like a wraith, nowhere to be seen. He couldn't do any one twos. He couldn't hold up play. He couldn't do anything. And he was just slow, just slow, slow, slow on everything. So from this point on, I I only see Gomez as a 30 minute option when all else fails. But uh, coming off of uh, your question about me. Thinking what I think about Kerem and Yunus. Oh man, oh man, I I was gonna have an aneurysm yesterday because of how many, like I didn't expect this much from Yunus because I he's been he hasn't been bad. Yunus has not been bad. Mm -hmm. He's been okay, but this game I don't know what's gone into his head. I think that pressure is just complete like cascading. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. mounting over Mm -hmm. and over, and it's just like getting to his head. Because have you noticed at all Yunus ever taking the ball inside and trying to cut? um to cross it in for like a an assist at all this game. All I kept seeing from him is him trying to take it onto his left foot and shoot. Yeah. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Right? Or just trying to pass it straight towards like to the middle of the box. Like what's going on with you? Like where are you? Where's your head? And then Kerem, I don't even have to have to talk about Kerem. Like every ball he gets <laughs> is just either gonna lose it or he's gonna hit it into the defense or just gonna (laughs) kill the play completely and pass back to dubois it was just absurd
0: (laughs) yeah this was honestly really yeah man it was just hard to watch honestly like that's pretty much all i can say it was really hard to watch i i think that like the most disappointing thing about all of this is that before the season we were saying to ourselves. Number one, how lucky we are to have, you know, obviously we have to have three Turks on the pitch. How lucky we are for two of them to be probably what we thought were the best wingers in the league in Kerem and Yunus. Like that was the number one thing we were excited for. Um, That is not going well, clearly. And um, uh, number two, like how much potential that both of them had, you know, under... Uh, like under Okan Buruk, like under a coach that, you know, a lot of people thought would be a lot better than Dominic Torrent, which maybe he is, you know, that's a different discussion. But it was just the thought of the potential that both of them have. And I, I really, I don't know what the issue is. I, I don't know if it's because there's a lack of competition and they feel that their spots are just secured regardless of how they play because we need these Turkish players. Um, I don't know if it's the pressure I don't know what it is, but I just, I've never seen two players that are so wasteful, man. Like in every phase, and the buildup is just, they're wasteful. And the final third, their shots are horrible, man. It looks like they're shooting a, a beach ball. Like the second they kick it, it just goes straight up. It's just, it's so, so frustrating to see. Um, you know, they've been having trouble creating anything. And I'm not sure. Like, I think Okan Buruk, I think he has a lot to do um to get them in proper form in the form that we need them because they could be two such good weapons man and right. um like a a point that i wanted to bring up that sort of ties into all this is what do you think of uh barish barish do you think what what do you think should he should he be given a chance should he be given more minutes coming off the bench should he just start like there, there's a lot of there's a lot to figure out. What what do you think about him? Could he be a, pretend, a potential solution for us,
1: dude? Honestly, he's also another headache in in, <laughs> in, in in coming off the bench. Um, I think I think he should be tried. Okay, because like, listen, Okan Buruk, you have fixed up our midfield. I think we have the best midfield in the league, yeah, hands I, down. I think so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We,
1: our our midfield was superb the last game. Yeah, it was great. I liked our midfield. I enjoy watching them play. But you really need to figure out the winger situation. Okay, they might not fit your system, but you need to make them work. Like I understand they might not be the perfect candidates to play exactly what you want, but you you have to be able to teach them or give them roles that will suit that that right. that play that's good for them. Yeah. And so that's a, like I guess from now on, we we may see butish iPad Yumas come in for like Kerem or Yunus. They they need to, they need to sit out because once they go to the arena, they're going to be getting booed because I think everyone has had it up to here with them. The yeah. amount of chances they wasted, this and that. And they're, yes, they're, they're very fortunate that they still get to play. But again, I, I, this foreign rule is screwing us so bad, man. I hate it. with, Me Like, too. oh my guts. I think one thing we need to do is figure out another alternative for getting a foreigner onto the wings, whether that's mm-hmm. putting Dubois in the bench and bring in on Kazemjan or Emiratash Dimit, mm-hmm. something needs to change.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was going to mention uh, something similar to that in a sec, but just before that, I, I think in, uh, in regards to uh, Bodish, I think um, like I, I would like to see him start just for the one reason of um, sending a message to Yunus and Kerem saying... You know, th- this isn't sunshine and rainbows. Like just as fast as you made your way into the starting eleven, you can make your way out of it, right? J- exactly. ju- just to start, just to send a message, and you never know what Bodish can do. Maybe he'll get the chance and absolutely kill it, right? But absolutely. In regards to what you were saying, what 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 is the solution? Like, what are our options? I think one option, which I've been calling for since the beginning of the season, I think one option is starting to use Kazimjan. You know, I think Dubois is doing well in his position, but. You know, it, it like it sucks to be you. Right? You're, in, you're in a country right. that, that doesn't allow for this. So at least if we have Kazemjan, we can have Kazemjan, Abdul Kerim, and then either Yunus or Kerem, And then we can try Rashitsa on the wing. We can try Mertens on the wing. You know, like it, it frees up a lot of different options for us. And I, I don't I, like I think that's our best shot, to be honest, you know. And, and I, I don't even know, like, we've only seen Abdul, uh, sorry, we've only seen Kazimjan once in the league. And like the few minutes he played, I thought he was doing well. So I'd be interested to see what he can do in 90 minutes. But I think something has to be done because I think the message has to be sent to Yunus and Kerem, like they're young players as well. And you don't want them thinking that they're invincible and they can do no wrong, right? That's, that's definitely Absolutely. not what we want for these young players. So... I think that a solution needs to be found from Okan Buruk. And hopefully that's one that he um, he considers. But uh, yeah, not, not really what, I've, what I, I want to I was going to ask you mm-hmm.
1: about how, okay, first half we didn't play great, but second half was a whole different story, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we mentioned Heram and Yunus, blah, 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 right? Yeah, everyone's seen this. It's been happening for games and games. But people have been saying that we don't have any like game plan. We don't have any attacking strategy, right? Mm -hmm. But what I saw from 45th minute until the second yellow card for uh, Stambouli Mm -hmm. is I saw a very, very effective Mm Galserai. Very effective Galserai. Almost, it was like a very dominant, you know, 15, 20 minutes. It's Mm -hmm. like, is there, do you see light at the end of the tunnel, John? Do you, I saw light. I'm like, okay, if Galserai can manage to play like this Against the Adana Demirspor, who has trashed almost every team that had come to their stadium, who if it wasn't for the ref, they would have destroyed Trabzon with a bigger scoreline. You know, playing against this team with their fans as good as they were, do you see light at the end of the tunnel?
0: Yeah, I, absolutely, man. Like i i don't i i don't see how. Um we can't be champions this year. Like, I I think that we have all the pieces. They just have to come together. That's all. And, like, I've seen definite improvement from the beginning of the season. Um, You know, like, I I was complaining about Okan Burak. I still think he can do better in certain aspects. But, I mean, you know, we we all know that what kind of challenge this was going to be and with, with all the new players, new coach, like, everyone's just trying to figure everything out. And mm-hmm. it's difficult. Right. But I, I definitely think that we are improving. And I think that, you know, if, if we continue down this road and we just iron out these few wrinkles, I think that um, midway through the season, I think that we will be really, you know, will we'll be a really dangerous side. Um, but I, I am happy to see the improvements. Of course, along the way, you know, we're going to have uh, bad matches, bad performances. Of course, that's expected. This is football at the end of the day. Right. Exactly, um, but no for the most part I do see improvement and there's you know more than light at the end of the tunnel I, I really really think that uh we can we can become champions this year. Right. Um and and I mean like look at the quality in the starting 11 like even players like uh you know Midshow who's who wasn't even really supposed to be a starter after getting Mertens Torreira and Sergio Oliveira. I think he
1: was honestly.
0: I think he was meant to be a starter. On this team. I, I mean I mean Okan Buruk brought him for a reason, right? And I think one exactly. I think one really good thing about this is that uh he brings something different than any any of the other midfielders, like Mertens, Torera, Sergio Oliveira. He brings something different. What do you see in him? I, I really have to give it to Mitchell, honestly. I think that uh, he's very composed when we're, when we're playing out of the back. I haven't really seen him make any mistakes or losing the ball for no reason. I think he's really composed. Um, he's able to keep possession well but more importantly and I think the reasons why Okan Buruk wanted him to begin with is because he's able to go forward and play forward like he's actually really good at that like he makes r- like straight runs through uh, he's looking to play forward as well which is clear that that's what Okan Buruk wants to do and I think he's better at doing that than Torreira and Sergio Oliveira you know, but like, I mean, Sergio has a different s- skill set and same with Torreira, but I just, I think that he's exactly. very unique. So I, I think in certain matches, I think that he could be, um, he could be really useful. But th- the thing is, is, I, I mean, look at this, look at this. We have Micho, Lucas Torreira, Mertens, Oliveira, and Juan Mata. Like, that's ridiculous. Amazing. That, that is ridiculous. And each player is so different like we have, there's no question that not only do we have the best midfield in the league but the most versatile one it, it it's it's honestly it's just unbelievable man like each player has a a specific skill set and um yeah it's amazing and i i would i would i don't know what you but i would really really like to see Juan Mata included in 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 every that squad trio? man in, in in every team like he is in my opinion, he, I think he's the best player that we have. Honestly, I, I'm so blown away by him because of the way that he's able to just um, dictate matches. Like, I, I would be really interested in seeing Mata um, in, the, in the middle of the park and Mertens on the wing and then either Torreira and Micho behind Mata or Torreira and Sergio Oliveira. Bro, we
1: have... We have the Spaniard Einstein, bro. He has like one hundred and forty-two IQ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it, it's no one. It's not a surprise for yeah. him to be this effective. You know, in the Turkish league, right? Yeah. It's not as physical and as fast as Premier League. I didn't really have that much doubt. I just had doubts regarding his physical stature. Yeah, if he could like you know fix himself up in time and whatnot, but dude, he's playing pretty well. And I, my ideal midfield is Mata, Micho, and Torreira, mm-hmm. and Bro, that the combo of Mitchell and Torreira, I've never felt so secure
0: defensively. Oh yeah, yeah, in absolutely. any game, bro. That that's that is so true. Like, I I I'm not I'm not at all like at the edge of my seat or like worried when we're playing out of the back. It feels so comfortable. It feels so 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 comfortable. Is that not refreshing after last season?
1: Oh, my God, man. It's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. not puckering up for every time, you know, Muslera has to distribute the ball yeah. to your defensive midfield. Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, so, I, yeah. It, it's just, it's so versatile, man. There's so many different things you can do. Um, but mid-show, what a pleasant surprise that is. Um, and then uh, another thing I, I wanted to mention as well, we've been mentioning it pretty much every week. Like, you know, this Sasha boy. Sasha boy. I I I Such really, a boy. I, I don't know what to say about the guy. I, I don't know what to say about the guy, man. Like he can play against he can play against anyone anywhere anytime. You know, you want to go to Barcelona and their stadium and put on a performance, no problem. You want to play against Fener in the derby, no problem. You want to go to Adana and play, no problem. Like it doesn't matter who we're playing, where we're playing, he's always one of the best players on the pitch. And what an investment that is in Sasha Boy. And the thing that's even more impressive is that he's playing in one of the, like least considered positions in terms of um, being like uh, in, uh, effective and having an impact on the game. Like when you think of positions and players that have impacts on the game, you're always thinking about midfielders, attackers. Like he's a fullback, man, and he's always the best player on the pitch. Not only that, <laughs> last game
1: I've seen him get into the box more and cross more, square mm-hmm. the box, square the ball into our players more than Yunus or Kera. <laughs> yeah. Like how are you doing that and still managing to keep Onyekuru
0: at bay? Like yeah. what are yeah. you? Are you human? I know. Like he's keeping Onyekuru on lock. And also, yeah, man, he's just bombing up and down that right side all game long, 90 minutes, man. And uh, what a, if, if there's, I, I, I mentioned Micho is a pleasant surprise. If there's any pleasant surprise this season, it's Sasha Boy because we didn't even expect him to be in this team. We were hyped oh, for Lille Dubois. We have a new right back in town. He has the experience, blah, blah, blah. And then Sasha said, no, 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 I don't think so. Dude, I think Sasha is part of the reason why we have as many points as we do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, man.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. We- we talked about the good players and the bad you know, regarding them, but I think we did praise O'Connor a little bit, but we got to give some negative you know, aspects to it as well. We got to point out his flaws. I didn't really like how we played after they got one man down mm. and his substitutions were terrible, I think. It, it was risky. It mm. could have worked. We could have been praising him here, but at the end of the day, we, we are here with only one point to show for all our efforts. Yeah. Um, and he's, listen, he keeps mentioning all oh, the foreign rule, the foreign rule, this, that. Jam, you knew that this foreign rule was here. You knew that you have to have a replacement. W- what, you have no right to complain, okay? I understand this rule sucks, but you you knew the consequences yeah. of letting go Turkish players and not getting enough Turkish players. Right. So yeah. that was one of my biggest criticisms of why we didn't get Umut Bozok. Umut Bozok would have been awesome for this team. For sure. So, what do you think about Okan Buruk's performance like for this game in particular? Yes, after Mata came on, we did very well. We had the game in our hands. Yeah. It, it, it really sucks that, like for the first time in my life, I wish that the other team didn't get carded and <laughs> weren't a man down. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I mentioned in the last episode we did, I think I even predicted 0-0 uh, just because it was after the international break, which is always, there's always a challenge in that, you know, coming Regals back. I Always bad after these breaks. Exactly. There, so there's always a challenge after that. Uh, so I, I knew this might have happened. So there's a little bit of a break I can give. But even still, I mean, like you mentioned the substitutions. We had Juan Mata that came in in the 57th minute. Okay, good. We had Seferovic and Sergio come in both at the 79th minute. And then in the 89th minute, we had Barish and Rashitsa come in. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I think the subs could have probably been a little sooner just to give us a little more time to work. And um, I mean, look, at the end of the day, there were a few chances there. Like Mertens had the best chance of the game. You know, all he had to do was literally just like square his foot to the net and it would go in but um that hit the crossbar it was a rough one though i mean sasha bowie like put a damn rocket into that box yeah yeah he did he did launch one in there yeah yeah um i think that 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 could have been that could have been the winner there um and i mean we were we were doing our best to sort of press them there and try to make something happen but man like especially in the last like 15 minutes or so um, I just like, I don't know how many attacks Karam and Yunus wasted, man. And I feel like that was a really big, uh, a really big issue. Like they are two really important players pay- playing in two really important positions as well. So I think, yeah. I think that was going against us, but you know, like I said, there's a little bit of a break I can give Okan because it's after the, um, international break. And keep in mind that we have a bye, it's a bye week, uh, this week. So there's no match. Our next match is actually on the fifteenth. We're away again to Kai City. Away again.
1: Oh, that's going to be nine games. Six out of nine games are going to be away, which is absurd.
0: Man. Honestly, like that's really, really pathetic, man. I I can't believe how much we play away, and it's like, and then like we can never play two two games at home back to back. Like we play away to Kai City, and then. We're home for Alanya, and then we're back away again for Fatih Karagumruk. Like I don't know, it, it's it's really difficult when literally all your games are away. So that's also something we have to keep in mind as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's what's coming up in the next few weeks. It's gonna be it's a, it's sad actually. It's a sad week without Galstani. So
1: honestly, this national team, everyone was this national team break. People were saying, oh, this is going to benefit Golsanai so much for chemistry, yada, yada, yada. I I definitely nah. disagreed with all of them because, bro, half your team went to their
0: national team. How are they going to form any chemistry? Yeah, uh, oh, of course, of course. If like, the,
1: if this bye week is going to be important, this bye week is going to be the most crucial for because sure. everyone's going to be there and yeah. then this is where we'll mesh more, I feel.
0: Oh, of course. like Everyone's going to be together in training, of course. Uh, during the international break, we had players legit all over the world. Um. If anything, we just had Mata and Icardi, who were they looked like they were sort of and Mitsho and uh, that's right and and Mitsho. So, um, yeah, de- definitely, I I knew that this was gonna happen. This always happens after the international break. Um, but uh, maybe uh, just before we sort of close off here, there's one other thing I wanted to mention. I think that you watched the derby today. Uh, I did. Fener Biggest and- waste of my time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. We had, there was a derby today Fanad uh, versus Besiktas. And, um, I have to say like, just being totally honest, um, both teams are more or less dog water. I really have to say <laughs> like, they suck, man. Like I, I always say these crazy things. I obviously I know, but like, no, no, like honestly, I, I really don't think they're good at all. I, I really, really don't. And Besiktas had about 4,000 chances to score. They couldn't score. And Fener, like, they just, I don't know, they just don't look good. Like, they just don't look that effective. So I watched this match, and I, it made me feel a lot better about the team that we have. Um, oh, absolutely. Especially the midfield that we have. And just, I just watched this match, and I just couldn't help but think that after a few things are ironed out, you know, that we wouldn't be able to smash these guys, really
1: yeah i I was watching the game and I was expecting like because you know the, the the sentiment for the past couple of years is like, oh Fenerbahce, Bishop tush games are always going to be fire filled <laughs> with goals yada yeah. yada yada yeah. my God, it was it a boar fest. Yeah. I was snoozing the whole time um i I, I agree with you i I've, I've said this bro from the beginning of the season. what did I say bro? I said Bishop tush is basically a team that plays pressing mm-hmm. and usually the first thirty minutes they score they score they will cut the game off in the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Ben Arbache, they have a really good coach. I think he's a good coach, but I just don't think their team is good. Right. Because, um, like, when you look at their midfield, I think the best player in their midfield is probably Crespo. I like Crespo a lot. I think he's the one holding down that midfield mm-hmm. for them. But they don't have any, like... People say we can't attack, then oh my goodness, then what the <laughs> hell is Fenat and Besiktas <laughs> yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. And Besiktas didn't do anything almost all game until like the 65th, 70th minute. Then they just completely took over the game yep, when yep. they made their substitutions. And then they they, they could have scored. They could have turned that game around. So I, I would say overall we have the better team. I enjoy watching my team more, right? Because if, if people are saying, oh, Galsari doesn't play anything. Galsari has no tactics, this, that. Meanwhile, we get XGs of two and a half goals per game. <laughs> yeah. You know, would I want to go and watch my team? Man, I haven't been this excited about watching Galsari since, I don't know, since maybe like the 2020, uh, 2012 era, 2013 sure. it's era. It's been years, You know, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, man, it's like very action-packed. If you just figure out the two-winger situation, bro, it's going to be even better. Let's see. You know, and our opponents, this is like the first time they're coming towards playing rough opponents, right? Mm-hmm. While we've been playing away and hard opponents at the same time. I know. Opponents that are in form. And this is this has its advantages, right? We're playing six out of nine games away, but second half, we're going to be playing six at home.
0: Yeah. And I honestly think that little uh, segment of the season where we're at home if we're in the title race, i think that we could take over, man. I like it, it it just reminds me of the season when we won the fourth star there. Um man, like it felt like we were just unbeatable at home. Like it it was just incredible, man. Like i don't know if you remember when uh i think it was Besiktas came, like like it regardless, yes. we we just felt so unbeatable and i was actually looking at the fixture list and um that crossed my mind as well. So anyways, if we can weather this away storm um, and, and, you know, just stay in the mix when we get to the, the time where we have to play all these teams at home, I think we could run away with it. So this could be a blessing in disguise, man. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly.
1: We, we've done well up until this point, despite this being a brand new team yeah. and a brand new coach and a brand new whole board president, you name it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. good. But yeah, if you don't have anything else to say, maybe we could wrap up. Yeah, yeah, let's, uh, we'll wrap up then. All right. For those that made it this far, you guys, you, you're that guy, guys. You're that guy. <laughs> we appreciate your time. Be sure to follow us at the Lions Den GS on Instagram, Twitter. Follow the most recent news and ask us any questions you want answered. Seriously, we'd love interacting with you guys and we'd appreciate any questions. And with that said, Guys and girls, keep your hearts open, your heads up high. We're on a good path, and peace out. Peace.